Theater can simply be defined as someone performing something for someone else. Theater also refers to the space designated for said performance. The term theater can also describe the process in which live performances are created. Acting, directing, producing, designing, all fall under this umbrella of theater. But to a kid in high school, theater can mean so much more. Join us as we draw back the curtain and reveal what I like to call the magic behind the magic. This is Curtain Talk. Check one, two, three. This is Bryant on the dispatch. Yo. (laughs) (laughs) And it's Corey on the dispatch, too. We got Corey today on our podcast. Welcome to Curtain Talk. Hello, everybody. This is Bryant. Yes, Corey. Thanks for coming. I'm so excited to finally be here. Yes. Corey is dancing for us, directing for us. He's doing a little bit of everything. With one leg. With one leg. (laughs) Unfortunately. Hopefully, too, very soon. But you will be surprised how much movement you can do in a boot. (laughs) Yes, a lot more than I thought I was going to be able to. My man is more mobile than an iPhone. (laughs) 100%. 100%. And not for nothing, I need to throw out the disclaimer that I was not the cause of your boot status. It was not. Okay, good. It was me. Not very light on my feet for a No production staff were injured in the making of this podcast. (laughs) Exactly. I'm not to blame. Sign the release. So here we are. It is week two of our podcast, Curtain Talk. We're super excited. Everyone was really um, very kind to us with our reviews, and then we got like some five star ratings. Like, I feel official. So, what do you guys think? I was thrilled. I was like, you know, we, we kind of took over social media last year, and let, let's just take it one more step forward. And I mean, people have been listening, downloading, and it's been awesome. So the early support is popping, and it's only going to get better, especially when we start advertising those tickets. They're going to sell out to our podcast listeners alone. It's so exciting to know that we're months away. We might have the president of basketball operations from the Philadelphia 76ers in the house. Like, what is that? We have fans. Shout out Daryl Morey. We have fans, but like, wow, that's like, he's a big fan. Shout out Daryl Morey. Might be making an appearance at one of our shows. See, you got the shout out now. He has to make it official. It's so exciting, too, because podcasts are like up and coming now. Like, they've always been a thing. But I feel like everybody now on their way to work, on their way to school, is always listening to a podcast. Like, it's always so, like, prominent now. And it's so exciting that we have one and everybody's able to kind of hear our backstage stories and like what we're up to. Oh, because we have stories. Oh, we have plenty of them. And that was cool too. Like in the, in the group, me, like all the kids were like, oh, I just listened to it. Like as I was getting ready for school, this and that, like that's the cool part too, that like podcasts have always been in like our age demographic for the longest time. And now it's starting to hit like the high school level. You're so kind that you include me in the whole our age. Like I'm your mother. (laughs) But thanks, it keeps me young. <laughs> in the adult range. Okay, I like that. But I now, like, that's a broader range. Too. Yeah. <laughs> now, high school kids are starting to listen to podcasts, and I think that's just awesome. It is awesome. It's a whole new way for them to get information, and it's so, you know, chill and relaxed. Like, let me just throw my earbuds in and just listen to something and learn something. 
And that's something nice, too, because with how stressful everything is right now with school and just trying to balance everything in the way that life is coming back to have that kind of escape just to listen to like your favorite people or your like favorite podcast like just to unwind and listen to that is so nice to have as an extra yes and especially a topic that they all love which is theater yes and i feel like for the kids that are in the show it's almost like an extension of like the notes that we give them every night so it's like they'll get notes at the end of rehearsal but then when they're done or on the way home they can listen to the podcast see how we're feeling about things and get our perspective and like get a look through our eyes. And I think that's going to help them even more when they're on stage. That'll be a great episode, like a post rehearsal podcast. Yeah. We'll not do one right after rehearsal though, because we'll be all be so tired that we won't have any (laughs) words forming. I'll just record some like voice memos and just edit them all together. together. (laughs) Yeah. It'd be like, forgive my voice note at 10 o'clock at night, but this is what I was thinking. I don't remember what this note means, but <laughs> you can at have the time. At the time. It was important. You could have your own one-woman show with how many notes you'd probably have in one Seriously, night. Seriously, and me with the note-taking, I have graduated to the scribble on like a notepad because mm-hmm. I could never understand my own scribble. And I would literally look at the kids, stare at my paper in confusion, look at the kids, and just... I don't know what this means. We're just going to move on. And I feel bad because they're probably thinking, ooh, that note was probably for me, but thank God she forgot it. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So then I graduated to just typing them up, and then all you hear is the of me frantically typing. So then I'm thinking, oh, God, that's probably making them nervous because they're like, oh, my God, she's typing down a note. So I don't know. Maybe the voice memos will be a little better. Maybe I could just like have the little headphones in the back and just kind of like pss, 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 whisper something. It's and just new iterations. About it later. Yeah, it's like we've evolved from exactly newspaper ads to social media to now we're podcasting. Exactly, I love it. And then to, to think that they'll be able to listen to this like months and years and decades after this. Oh my God! I wish I had a podcast like circa 1995 when I was <laughs> here doing shows. And yes, I just aged myself. That would be incredible. It's that a, would be incredible. That's, and when we bring up like it being like a, a time capsule, it's like kick it back to like the '90s when you had VHS tapes. Like, there's VHS tapes of all of us doing <laughs> stupid things those as kids, days. <laughs> and that's what a podcast is now. It's just right. an audio version of that that you can go back and listen to and be like, "Wow, we sounded." stupid (laughs) yeah my mom had that little handheld video camera and she would go around taking everything my mom was the the picture freak she has pictures of all the school events of all like (laughs) the birthday parties all the videos and every once in a while she finds them and she's like "Ooh, like let's break out the vhs player and like let's watch all these home videos that's so funny and then you sit there mortified and you're like oh my god i have to watch myself as a child again and listen my mom just recently got that software where you can like change the vhs Uh, to digital Mm -hmm. i sat at my mom's house this was our quarantine project like this was the most amazing experience to relive all those memories and like we found i think a mr buna episode of like i say episode like it was a show like a mr (laughs) buna video from 1995 that my husband was in so we found that transfer that into digital we found cookouts and i couldn't find any from our show which would probably be like epic amazing but stay tuned i might find it over the weekend i'm gonna look for it then we'll have to do another uh facebook live watch party yes exactly <laughs> oh my gosh here's the watch party for the 1995 production of fame the musical just like cmbr just like static on the <laughs> <laughs> that's probably what it's gonna be too <laughs> i love it 
But yeah, so this is exciting. Um, let's transition to In the Heights because the trailer dropped. Many trailers dropped. Like, how many official trailers do they have now? Is it like two, two or three? Two or three. I, think I know two three. dropped during the Grammys. So. Right. Oh, man. Yeah, they so had good. an initial, like, teaser trailer. So yeah. I know they had that a couple, like, a while ago, right before they moved the release date back because it was supposed to be last summer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they moved it. And I know they had something before that release date. And then now they dropped the two new ones. So maybe like two and a half, three. Like, yeah. And which is really so cool. good. They're so good. The cinematography alone. I was just going to say, like, it's very visually pleasing. So good. Yeah. There's and so colorful. many bright colors. Yeah. And we were talking about this earlier, how um, the show has so many significant, like, um, pieces to it that aren't really, like, seen by people but you know it's there right but then the movie actually showcases it and really puts it into reality of what the significance is of like these characters and their stories and like what their dreams are because that's a big thing because this whole show is i have dreams like i want to reach them and i want to make sure that my life is happy but you don't always know what their dreams are and this movie just perfectly captures it already and it's just a couple trailers right right and honestly to get that just from a trailer like i can't even imagine sitting through the entire movie i'm gonna i'm gonna be like in a corner crying my eyes out because it's gonna be so emotional i had tears in my eyes watching the trailer i was like this is significant imagine like the people watching this that like haven't gotten into theater and like the kids that are gonna watch it and be like wow this is so cool and then research into it and see wow like this is a stage show like yeah i can like put this up on stage and be a part of it right which is so cool and imagine the next generation of theater coming into play and saying oh like this is what made me want to do it and honestly i love how you bring up like watching the stage show and getting into theater because a lot of the time i had to introduce this show as oh yeah this is in the heights written by lin-manuel lin-manuel miranda but the, you know, he's the guy who wrote Hamilton because Hamilton is so much more in the forefront since yeah. the Disney Plus release. And kids were all about Hamilton, Hamilton, Hamilton. And you kind of had to remind them, they're like, oh, yeah, this was a Broadway show. You're watching the Broadway show. This is the recording of the Broadway show. Oh, but by the way, he did other stuff beforehand. And I'm pretty so, sure it's also a Tony winner. Like Absolutely, yeah. So, I think it won like 11 Tonys yeah. or something. Yeah. So it's it was even more prominent in that time than like Hamilton was as well. Right. So to kind of, it's lost its focus, but now it's finally bringing it back with that movie. Exactly. I think it's perfect timing. Absolutely. Plus, you have John M. Chu, who was part of Crazy Rich Asians, another like prominent, like big culture piece. Yes, yes. That's you know directing in the Heights as well. So to combine his mind with Lynn's mind is going to be. I just can't wait to see it all put together. Right. Because Hamilton and Crazy Rich Asians are just two big cultural pieces over the last three years that have been significant to just like what's going on in the world now yeah and crazy rich asians was an award winner as well Yeah, like super prominent award winning movie and it also looks like they're kind of adding more things to the movie which will bring more depth to the entire thing too so if somebody comes and see the stage show and they're like oh this could have been elaborated on more it most likely is in the movie like already just through those trailers like i was like oh i haven't seen that before i haven't heard those lyrics before and this is the second time I've worked on this show. So by that time, you think, oh, I know almost every single thing inside and out of it. Right. So it's really cool to kind of see a new light brought to it and a new light brought to all of their stories. Yeah. And it almost makes you wonder, like, 
the show to me is perfect the way it is, but it almost gets you to that feeling of, wow, I'm so excited to see somebody else's take on it. Like what else can they add to it? Like the visual aspect of it already from the trailer is amazing. So it's just going to be that much more, you know, prominent when you see the full production. But to be able to see, yes, that is my notifications. I don't know who's trying to find me, but leave me alone. I'm on a podcast. Thanks. Sorry. Text my agent. It's me. Our people Text me. will call your people. <laughs> my people call your people. It's like seeing the world from somebody else's eyes. It really is, yeah. And to be able to to retell a story that's already been told on the stage and retell it from a, like a, a screen adaptation from a director's point of view who probably has his own complete take on it, I'm, I'm for it. I'm all for it. And I think because Hamilton came out summer 2020, you got familiar with all of the characters that were in like the film version of it. There's mm-hmm. a bunch of those same familiar faces. It's going to make a lot of people, you know, hopefully if the world is safe, go to the movie theater and watch it, buy an HBO Max subscription just because they connected with a certain character from Hamilton and they want to see what that person's doing now. Yeah, They're also... Pulling people from TV because you have people from like Brooklyn Nine Nine and people from other like prominent like television shows and movies and music that you're getting all those as well to kind of come see what they're working on. Exactly. And I did an IMDb search, Internet Movie Database, just to kind of see like who else is in it, see if I recognize any names. I saw Mark Anthony's name on there. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't show, like, a role per se, but I'm like, hmm, does he make a cameo appearance? Because I'm a huge Mark Anthony fan. I remember reading an article. I think he is one of Usnavi's family members. Shut up. I'm excited. Or, or like, Sonny's dad. Something like that. Listen, he just has to come on the screen and say two words. He could be like, hola, hola, como esta? And I'll just, I'll be fine with that. (laughs) I'll be totally fine with that. Because I, like I said, I wanted to see who else was in it. I know Anthony Ramos um, was in Hamilton. He will Hamilton. play Sonny's father. He plays Sonny's father? Yes. Shut up. Yeah. That's so exciting. I don't think I don't know if he's going to be a big character, but I know they added a couple. Like you were talking earlier how they were adding um, yeah. a salon uh, person. I think they were adding more characters, you know, prominent to the salon scene. And like I said, he could just come on and just be like, hey. Which is good staff. because the stage adaptation really doesn't have a lot of characters. So it you're bringing doesn't. even more depth, like I'm talk- I am talked about before, to the show already. Because right. you're bringing even more stories and even more heart and even more dreams to the show. Which is going to be cool to kind of see like in um, all the different numbers where they're all having their own moments. Right. That you're kind of like, wow, what are they going to do here? Yeah, and just to get a fuller picture of the backstory of these characters that they may only have a little one or two cameo appearances on the stage for the stage version, but like you said, in the movie, they could just elaborate so much more and, you know, what relationships they have with their family members that kind of bleed into the relationships they have with the community members. All right, so I'm super excited to see all of these characters, new and old, come to life on the screen. Plus, we found out that young Nina is young Gamora in The Avengers. Because you're such a I'm crazy a Marvel fan. I love it. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. Because, like, nobody like like nobody knows who, like, a young kid actor is in, like, a bunch of stuff. And then when you find out that, like, it's a prominent role in one of the most famous and highest grossing movies of all time. And yep. now she's taking on a totally different role without a green face. <laughs> so she'll actually look like herself? Right. <laughs> And she's super young. She's like 12. Is she really? She's super young. Wow. 
And it looks it looks like they're kind of incorporating from what I got from the trailer is um, like Usnavi is kind of telling the story. It looks like he might be in Puerto Rico and telling the story to these young kids. And then it looks like those young kids are playing like young Usnavi and young Benny and young Nina in the actual like Mm -hmm. story. Oh, almost like a flashback. So like present day and then flashing back to a time. Yeah, Yeah, I get those vibes. Yeah, Yeah, it seemed so cool. And like um, seeing certain people making like little appearances like Lynn is Piragua guy and which I think is hilarious. Christopher Jackson, who was the original Benny is in it, which is so cool. I like saw that in the trailer, which I I didn't know. I paused it and I like increased the size of the screen. I said, that is so Christopher Jackson. Mm -hmm. And I love how he has that sly look like, yes, right. Mr. Softy trying to take down Piragua guy, which imagine (laughs) like I can't imagine uh, the guy who's playing Benny, like getting on set one day and seeing Christopher Jackson there and being like, Oh my God! What do I do? Right. The original, like how the original Benny be? is here right now. Like, what do I do? Right. But it, it's also pretty cool because then that person gets to put their whole unique take on it. Exactly. Especially since I think they did it for like the Hollywood Bowl one year. Oh, did they? I think so because uh, Vanessa Hudgens played Vanessa. That's mm-hmm. right. And and Anthony Ramos was Usnavi. It was Usnavi? I do um, remember that. So this that. is the probably the second or third time, depending on how much he's done it. Right. Um, in the show already. Oh my gosh, that's hysterical. I I can't wait. This is going to be amazing. I mean, I came in today as we're recording this asking when we're getting the hydraulic pool put in the stage cuz that <laughs> pool scene, the choreography alone for that right. looked bananas. <laughs> and it like you said everything looks so like aesthetically pleasing like the colors in that scene. Yeah, the like, aerial mm, shots of them in the pool was and awesome. That's, that's like one awesome. thing that I'm lo- I'm loving so much about those trailers is the color. Yes. They did not hold back. It, it is stunning. It is a visual masterpiece. It really is. And like it also makes me wonder like what are they going to use the pool scene for like is it in the heights is it 96,000 so it also makes you wonder what they're going to do with certain songs because a thing with putting a movie adaptation out there of a stage show is you can do so much more there's unlimited space you could put anything wherever you want it right so every scene that is on the stage version when you put it on stage it's most likely on the street in Washington Heights right whereas in one location yeah, yeah whereas you, in a movie, you can put it in the pool. You can go to the beach. You can be in Puerto Rico. Like it's all these different areas, and you're really right. adding that extra like oomph to the show. It really does add to it. For and sure. I think the craziest part is like we've seen so many like big blockbuster movies over the past few years, and like knowing that that five those five minutes of two trailers gave you so much, but you're also like wondering so much more. I went and looked on the Wikipedia. The budget for this movie is only $37 million. Really? Which, like, uh, one of the most recent, like, Marvel shows, like WandaVision, each episode had a $25 million budget. So for an entire movie and seeing those five minutes of trailers, knowing that it's a $37 million budget, that's crazy. Oh, they worked magic with that. Like, that is a god dream. Yeah, yeah, that's unheard of. Especially nowadays when you hear of you know, movies having to be shut down because of COVID and think about all the hundreds of millions of dollars that was lost mm-hmm. in the movie industry to just to see that, you know, you can make this masterpiece because I guarantee it's going to be a masterpiece with, like you said, a $37 million budget. Like, it's going to make that two, threefold. Just me watching it. I'll, yeah. Look, I'll get my little HBO Max subscription. I'll go to the movie theater. I'll watch it. I'll socially distance. And I'll probably DVD. watch it a couple, two, three times. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. And plus, like... 
growing up, there weren't a lot of movie musicals. Like, no, and there weren't. You had to go to Broadway. You had to go like to community theater. And like where I grew up, especially, it's not as prominent as other areas. Right. I grew up in like a little town, so it's harder trying to drive 45 to an hour to go see a show. Yes. Whereas now people can go on to HBO Max or um, they have all these different streaming services or even just go to the movies now and see that movie musical and be in it and already in that world and have that aspect added to it. Because you got to think all these kids that don't have the arts in their lives, um, even now, like with COVID and with budget cuts and all this stuff, how many people are going to have the arts in their lives in the next year, two years? Yeah, it's it's a scary thought because mm-hmm. like you said, I mean, there was so many things that we were limited to having because of COVID and now to try to rebuild what we had which wasn't really much, you know what I mean? Like you said, some schools don't even have an arts program or their arts program was just in the midst of, you know, broadening into other avenues, which is kind of like where our district is, you know what I mean? Like we had Miss Gagliardi Cassidy on the um, podcast last week and she's only been here a couple of years. So, mm-hmm. you know, she's seen or would like to have seen the growth of her program, but, you know, it's been crazy with COVID. A lot of kids chose to be home and and learn from the comfort of their home and, and the safety of their home. And just now we recently moved from two days a week to four days a week for the kids who chose to be in person. But at the end of the day, like the the way we're experiencing the arts is totally different compared to where we were literally a year ago today, you know, because what are we about a week after the one year anniversary of mm-hmm. the shutdown of Broadway? Like yeah. we lost a lot of time and i feel like a lot of people like myself included like we all took it for granted having theater in our Absolutely, back pocket i agree i used to do show after show after show mm-hmm. sometimes three at one time and i would like bounce i would close one show have tech week of another and it was exhilarating but you kind of took it for granted sometimes and yeah because you always thought it was going to be there yep yeah and you always thought oh i'll take a break i'll have time and then you would just hop into the next one but then all of a sudden, like, my last show ended and I was getting ready for next auditions and there were no next auditions. Nope. And now it's finally getting to inch back. And, like, yes, it's different, but the fact that we're able to save it is, like, making my heart warmer and, like, making me so excited to see the future and how things are actually going to be, hopefully, more accessible for everyone. Yeah. Not just people who can afford to go see Broadway. Right. And I told the kids, I said, you can't take this for granted. Like we're, we're coming back in baby steps and you can't just, you know, go all willy nilly and throw your mask off and get all chummy with everybody. Cause we're still in that state of, you know, scary pandemic. So we have to grow back a little by little. And, but at the end of the day, like we're still doing it and, and I'm so grateful for it. And yeah, we have to be a little careful and yeah, we have to, do smaller auditions and we have to do smaller rehearsal segments and you know we'll piece it together little by little but at the end of the day we're still going to have a show we're still going to have some modicum of an audience and we're still going to have people enjoying theater in some way shape or form so and the fact that it's not only making our lives a little bit better because we get theater back in there but you're making somebody else's day a little bit better because they have theater live theater in their lives again and you don't know how much they've missed that and how much they've kind of needed it to get through and yeah we've had stream shows and we've had people like do recorded shows but having a chance to watch a show be performed live whether or not you're in the audience or live streaming it from your house you're seeing it happen live and that's the beauty of it absolutely and that's where it comes in 
to my mind, as somebody who's never performed on stage where you guys have, how much do you think, you know, the likes of Hamilton and In the Heights and like Newsies going from Netflix to Disney Plus now, all of these, you know, adaptations of Broadway coming to these streaming platforms, when Broadway is eventually back, how much do you think that influences people to go to Broadway that never had before because they have this at their fingertips right in their you know, living rooms. Yeah, I mean, I think the the digital platform is convenient to a point, but I know I've never seen Newsies live. I've only experienced it on my flat screen TV watching, you know, what is it on Netflix? No, it's, it's on, on Disney, Disney Plus, Plus now. now. Yeah. So I think I originally watched it net, not on Netflix. I actually showed it to my students, too. And, and these were students that weren't really like musical theater buffs. And they enjoyed it. And a lot of the conversation I had with them was, imagine seeing this live. Imagine seeing this live. You know what I mean? So if you pique someone's interest by giving them access to it so they can watch it in their home, I think it would light that spark to say, man, when Broadway opens up, I think I would love to see this show or I would love to see that show. But at the same time, that digital platform gives access to people who live hundreds of thousands of miles away from Broadway. Like, we're lucky. We could just hop in a car, hop in mm -hmm. a train, and we're, you know, in New York City in probably less than two, three hours. Um, there's some people who literally have to jump on a plane and get to New York City. And if they can't do that on a regular basis, then they can't have that Broadway experience. But lo and behold, we have these digital platforms that make it possible. So I just, I think it works hand in hand. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And, like, um not being able to watch that stuff when like you're younger doesn't make it easier to get into theater. I didn't have any kind of aspect until I got to high school and realized, oh, there's a theater program. And then I didn't see my first Broadway show until I went on a trip. So if they didn't have those trips planned, I wouldn't have seen a Broadway show until later in life. And I'm very fortunate that I've gotten to see as many as I have, but not everybody has that. It's, it might not even be traveling. It might also be just money. Mm -hmm. Um, and to have that streaming service available is great. And for the people who haven't always gotten into theater, starting off in that streaming service and being able to watch that instead of going to a Broadway show and then them deciding, oh, maybe this isn't for me, they can just watch it right in their home. And then they also have outlets to see all of their favorite things turn into musicals, books, movies, yes. albums. Like you have the Jagged Little Pill album that yes. turned into a musical. You have... Percy Jackson and Mean Girls Green and Day, like yes, Green Day. American Idiot, of course. You have all of those that turn into musicals and you still have the originals like Town and Dear Evan Hansen that are so prominent on Broadway and it's really prominent because these people are starting off in their homes listening to the music and coming from the beginning. Dear Evan Hansen wasn't always a blockbuster. It started off little mm -hmm. as like a little workshop and then off to off-Broadway and then on Broadway, same thing with Town, the out-of-town tryouts. And, like, they had – it wasn't even in uh, the United States at first. I think no, it was overseas. it in London, yeah. And because people are finding them in their homes and just going through their music and playlists, it's beautiful to have these streaming services. Absolutely. And it's really changing the game. Really is. Really so is. now that these trailers are out and yes. people have kind of gotten a glimpse and everybody knows May 13th to the 16th you can come see In the Heights – at being a regional high school drama That's club right. performance, um, knowing that this show happens before the movie comes out. Ooh. People that are local that can come see it in person or watch the live stream, how exciting is it for us that we're going to give people a glimpse of, you know, that, that treat before the movie 
and give them like their first taste of what this show is all about. Yeah, I feel like our show is going to be the appetizer and then they'll be ready for the main course and the dessert and have leftovers when they see the movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm grateful that our show was before the movie. You have a way of doing that, too. You I, did this with totally Mary Poppins a couple of years ago. Honestly. It, it works. Yeah. So, hey, I don't know. Maybe somebody upstairs is looking out for me. But Shout yeah, out JC. Shout out to JC. <laughs> So I, yeah, completely by accident, but honestly, like the stars aligned and we were able to get the rights to do the show. And, you know, unfortunately for the movie, they had to postpone it. But fortunately for us, it's after our our run of the show. And for people to experience the original work before experiencing the movie, I think is a great plus. Because at the end of the day, this was Lin-Manuel's original concept masterpiece, you know what I mean? his yeah. original masterpiece his his reason why he started writing musicals in the first place he wanted to write roles for people like him you know what I mean like he wanted to write a, a role that he could be proud of that his family could be proud of his people could be proud of and he did a tremendous job so for us to have that opportunity to bring that original story to the stage to allow you know our community to see it like you said either in person or on the stream before it's available in the movie format, um, I think they'll get a, a true full fold image of what the overall story is, what these characters mean to him and to us, and just how important the the timing of it is in this storytelling of home and what home is and, and why we dream and how important our dreams are to us. So I think it, it translates across the board. I think it's awesome too, um, to have the audience kind of come in without any kind of knowledge of the show. Yeah. When people go and see the movie and then they go and see the show, I feel like it adds an extra pressure. It really does, and yes. And they come in thinking, oh, it's going to be exactly like this. But in reality, like, it's completely different. And I've done many shows that have been based off of movies or have movie musical versions. And people come to it and they're like, that wasn't anything like I expected. But you shouldn't expect anything when you come into theater because it's live and anything can happen and anything can change. And it's also completely different for a reason. Yeah, because not everything translates well to stage as it may translate to screen and vice versa. You know what I mean? I Unfortunately, I can't have the pool scene. I know Kyle is all about Don't let's worry. throw water around and just have a pool scene in the middle of 96,000. If you guys would Sorry. like to donate and be sponsored of the podcast so we can fund a pool, <laughs> um, please hit our inbox. <laughs> Make it happen. Slide in the DMs. Slide Let us know. DMs. We'll make it happen. <laughs> Just make sure it's a little more than we need for a kiddie pool because we'd like to have a bigger one than that. Exactly. exactly. You know, one of those. One of those. Uh, what are they? Infinity pools. Infinity That's, pools. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, and of course, social distancing. So we need space. If Infinity <laughs> Pools wants to sponsor the show and the pot, like we'll we'll make that. We'll happen. make it happen. Yeah. We'll take a couple laps before we head out on stage for our curtain call. No and free ads. No free ads. We don't have a we don't have a pit this year. We could put it right in front of the stage. That, that could be the pit, and they could literally like jump off the stage and like splash. Cannonballs. We'll give like people <laughs> ponchos for the front row, <laughs> so they'll know. And it'll just be hand sanitizers, so we keep everybody clean. <laughs> You get a random splash of just hand sanitizer. Spray. Close your eyes, people. It may sting. <laughs> <laughs> Protective glasses like they're watching a 3D movie. Exactly. It'll totally work. I see it. I have a vision. It's that easy. It, it's so simple. Um, also, since you've been in this show. Oh, boy. How different is it 
now getting into directing it as mm. opposed to being on stage. Okay, so I did In the Heights at Cumberland Players. Yay, Cumberland Players, shout out. Uh, I was Daniela, and I definitely have to Daniela. say... Oh, thanks. <laughs> I definitely have to say that it's a totally different mindset I have to put myself in because playing a character as opposed to directing multiple characters, I, I was able to be very selfish in, in my creation of Daniela because I pulled from so many different personal experiences. Like I pictured my own crazy tia and my own lovable abuela and my own um, stubborn but loving mother. You know what I mean? So I pulled from all of those different avenues to create Daniela and I was able, I had the freedom to, to do that. Thankfully, I had a great director who was, allowed me to do that. Um, but allowing that knowledge and that experience to, to lead me into the director role, like there were things that I read in the script that I didn't catch when I played Daniela. Like I didn't know all the lines. I didn't realize the connections because I was so focused on creating that character and making her real for that production. Whereas in the director's chair now, I have to see the connections. I have to help my students see the connections um, and make it more of a overall storytelling as opposed to creating just one character. And I, I, saw, I saw so many things that I wanted to translate to the stage that I that I felt like I felt it wasn't my place. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, it's like, no, my responsibility is this character. But now I feel like I can bring all these different ideas that I had to our stage production because now, you know, I wear the director's hat and, and I have amazing people by my side who are like literally finishing each other's sentences and finishing each other's dance moves. And we're not doing Frozen. Don't we're worry. Not <laughs> I hear the music in the background. <laughs> <laughs> So it's it's definitely a different role. It's very challenging, um, you know, as as director. But I think I have such a close connection to this story just because of my background. So if you don't know, yo soy boricua. So I I definitely pull from my my real life experience. I see myself. I see my family. I see, um, you know acquaintances and and just all people from all walks of life that I've experienced in these characters so bringing that to life is literally like seeing a little piece of my experience being told on stage and I feel like slowly but surely like I think the kids are getting it and I know Corey has done character work with them Dom has done character work with them and and they've connected on their own level and it's just nice to see that because when it actually comes into fruition and they're on stage and they're playing those roles and making those connections, I think I'm going to be a blubbering mess in the back. <laughs> I really and am. It's so nice working alongside you. And I'm very fortunate that this is like my uh, second year thanks. because I like we've worked on two very prominent shows that are speaking on very big issues that people are going through even today, even though these musicals were made from a decade to decades ago. Yeah, seriously. And yeah. it's it's so nice to see them being put up on stage so well done and so correctly done, yeah. may I add, is amazing. And it, it really helps me like kind of figure out like where I want to go in this path and really helping me to have like that guidance 
and like a mentor and just know how to do it correctly, which is so important because so many people nowadays don't have that because you see so many people think, oh, I can do this, but they really shouldn't. (laughs) It's not even like a thing that they can't, it's they shouldn't, but they do it anyway. And to have like somebody have that understanding of what it's actually supposed to be on stage and to get to watch that is such a great experience. And your students should be so thankful to get to be a part of that experience because it really should be so meaningful to them. Um, And it's meaningful to me and I'm sure everybody that works on it. um, And like the stories itself are just so fun to watch and to see everybody put their minds into it is so amazing. I love the stories behind this. it, It goes back to like, Literally the song, Hundreds of Stories, because there are hundreds of stories. There's so many different connections. It's literally three days in Washington Heights, but we get to see the unfolding of so many different lives and how they're intermingled and how they intertwine and how they just relate to one another. And I see that happening with our students. You know what I mean? They have their own stories. They have their, they're over there waving at me. Hi, guys. <laughs> they're way back there because, you know, social distancing. Be safe. Um, just to see their, their stories intertwine as well and, and be able to relate to these characters. It's just, I don't know. I just, I, I feel very fortunate, very blessed and just, I, I enjoy every aspect of it. And like you said, like working with you, like I'm able to give myself a little more creative freedom because I, you see me, I wear many hats. Like I'm mm-hmm. dealing with administrators, I'm dealing with builders, I'm dealing with my crew, I'm dealing with, you know, vendors of people who, you know, supply the, you know, the, the materials that we need. So, so there's many different facets to this. So it's not just directing. So to be able to kind of plop this in your lap and say, hey, here's my vision. Can you help me put this vision on stage? Yes, absolutely. So now it's like I, it's almost like ba- like you're babysitting my child. Like here, I'm, I'm putting you in charge of this. What do you think? Can you help me? But to put your mark on it, for Cass to put her mark on it, for Karen to put her mark on it, Dom, like, like it just, it, I'm, I'm so overwhelmed and I, I, I appreciate the work that you guys put into it because it's, it's everything that I, I want to see. And unfortunately, I, I'm one person, I can't do it by myself. So to be able to, to be able to trust you guys and feel like, okay, they know where I'm at, they know my vision, it's going to be perfect. And it's very hard to find people that, think exactly like you do oh yeah because that does not happen all the time and the fact (laughs) that that you Cass and I work together so like hand in hand and the fact that we really don't even need to speak we're like oh like do that dance move and then we're like okay true story I was walking down the hallway to the bathroom and Cassidy's door was open and they're in there choreographing and I hear all the oh my god yeah that's it do it again and they're so excited and I'm like I better hurry up in the bathroom so I can hurry up and see what they're doing <laughs> and I come in and I'm like hey guys what are you doing they're like watch this and it's so exciting to see them excited because then I'm excited and then we're all excited and then of course you guys get excited yeah we, we give them little hints we send little videos and like hey here we are we're working can't wait to show you what we got Mm-hmm. And then there's all of that, and I'm about to lob up the best pun ever. There's probably around like 96,000 people that have not seen or know what In the Heights is all about. I hate you for that. <laughs> it's going to happen. You're coming for the content, and you're going to stay for the dad jokes. <laughs> um, and that will probably happen another 96,000 times. <laughs> bingo. Hitting the lottery. Um, how do you get that excitement and project all of these stories that are going to be told on stage to the people that literally have no clue what this show is about. 
Oh, they're going to feel it. The music alone. Like, you press play, and you hear that little clave, like, times, time usnavi in, and they're like, oh, okay, there's a little rhythm there. I like that. <laughs> it has okay. a nice groove throughout the it whole really show. It really does. Like, And I think I was mentioning this to them during rehearsal. I said, you guys, like, this story is moved by the music. You know what I mean? For, for Lin-Manuel to be so lyrical in his way of storytelling with whatever genre he does, whether mm-hmm. it's like your classic Broadway musical song or if it's your rap or if it's your little, you know, chill R&B swing. Like, there's so many lyrics in the music where it's so in, it's so in, embedded in the storytelling. It's like you can't help but get into the music. You can't help but, you know, I think even Vinny, our stage manager, and didn't he, he say in the group text, he was like, yo, the soundtrack is fire. And like, that was the first day I added him to the group text. And he was like, I listened to the whole soundtrack and I love it. Yeah, And that's I just was, a soundtrack. Like, imagine you're going to see it. Like, banger. it's crazy. When I was going over uh, stage managing with him yesterday, he, we talked about the music and he's like, yeah, I listened to the whole thing already. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this, like, this is great. And it's cool to also have stage crew members that are so familiar with the show and just love it because yes. that's going to make the show go even faster and like even better. And it's going to add that extra dimension to it. It really will. Yeah. Because they're, they're just as much as part of the show as anybody else. And I always try to embed that in their brain early on because sometimes I feel like kids are like, well, these people are the cast. These people are the crew. It's like, no, 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 no. Like you guys are literally like limbs on the same body. Like you have to speak the same language. Mm-hmm. You're telling the same story. You're just coming at it from different angles. So you need to know what it is it's that like you're doing. It's like your cast is like an engine and your stage crew is the oil. That yeah. Keeps it, going. it really, I'm telling you, I tell them, I call them that I, they're like, they're my true magic behind the magic because they make things happen backstage and, the audience is none the wiser and and when they are well oiled and they're hitting their marks and hitting their cues it's like it makes for the most smoothest transition ever and i just i love it and then with the two trailers that came out now that we've seen them is there anything you've seen in the trailers that like your director i picked up on and is like oh like you know we can do i give it away we can do i give it away i won't that. give it away but i'll give a hint yes teasers okay so listen we all know that Carnaval del Barrio has a lot of flags in it, right? So let's just say the imagery of the flags in Carnaval was was very much, I don't know, I guess I could say it kind of spoke to me when I saw the scene with Vanessa running down between the buildings and we see like these battens of fabric just flowing everywhere so at first I was telling you this like at first I thought they were flags and I'm thinking oh this is probably because I saw a still image first I saw a yeah. still image which was a movie poster and I was like oh that's that's probably from you know Carnaval where all the flags and then I saw it closer and I'm like wait those aren't flags that's just fabric so then as I you know watch the trailer another 96,000 times I realized that, that pun's gonna I, stick. it's gonna stay forever um, I realized that I guess she wants to be some sort of designer and that's the fabric that she would use to create. So then I'm seeing, oh my gosh, she's running down the street. This fabric is like flowing down into like, you know, the street where she's running to across all these buildings. And then I'm thinking, oh my God, Carnaval needs flags. We can kind of do that like on stage. So literally the wheels were turning. And I think I made Corey cry when I told him my, vintage, my vision. <laughs> Just a little bit. He sat there and like threw his head back. And was probably silent for a good five minutes. And he was just like, 
Yo, that got me. <laughs> I I couldn't help but just sit there and think about how cool it is going to look during the show mm. when we have what we're doing because we're not going to like spoil Can't give anything. It away. But um, let's just also say that when Cass and I were excited today and Carmen had to run from the bathroom, um, it was also for Carnival. So let's just I'm say it's going to for... be United Nations up in here. Okay. Yes. It's going to yes. be United Nations like to the nth degree. Yep. Flags everywhere. And we, we want everybody <laughs> to feel special about this number, whether they're in it, whether they're in the audience or whether they're live streaming, no matter where they're from, who they are, that we want them to feel special and feel like they're recognized. Yes. And represented. Yes. Flags galore. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yes. As a photographer, I'm just like, yes. Oh, man. So you better, you better get that camera lenses. ready. Oh, yeah. I might have to get another camera. You, you might have to get camera. an assistant. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> I mean, that stimmy hit, so I might have to get another camera. Mm-hmm. Um, I think last thing we should talk about, successful breakfast. Absolutely. Yes. We had a great breakfast. That was our annual fundraiser. We This was our third year doing it. And, you know, of course, we had to give our patrons a little sneak peek. So the kids sang In the Heights. Uh, we featured Nina singing Breathe. And they also begged me to sing 96,000. So I was like, yeah, I guess you guys can sing that. And, of course, they nailed it. Nailed it. Love it. I know <laughs> they're in the back <laughs> doing their little faces. I love it. I think that's the universal hand signal for a period. So I have to say that. that as Kendall would say on mic. <laughs> What's I said as Kendall would say on mic. <laughs> She's going to get mad that Ken- I said listen, that. Kendall will swear on everything that it wasn't her, but... Mm. The only thing she will swear on is period. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's okay. Like five or ten years from now, somebody's going to be like, Miss Bryant, do you remember um, during Hairspray when somebody said period <laughs> over the mic? I'm like, It yeah. was me. That was Kendall. (laughs) (laughs) I will die on this hill. Um, Yeah, so we had a great turnout. And thankfully, we were able to have it because, again, we were a little concerned, you know, COVID numbers and whatever. But we had the same venue, Martin's Custom Catering. Shout out to Holly. Thank you so much for your um, flexibility or hospitality just you were there for us and and let me just tell you what everyone was raving about the food they couldn't tell me enough how good the food was they loved all of our baskets we had gift basket raffle and every basket had a theme which i thought was so cute um we had you know the rosario's car washing kit and we had um blackout beauty blackout beauty the charcoal masks and the candles which i thought was so cute and then we had um, the lottery ticket one i was trying to win that one so bad the lottery i I know everybody wanted to win the lottery one that was so funny and then of course you know i my contribution was the alcoholic one um actually two i did shots on the weekend which were all little bacardi shots and then i did no free shout outs sorry Shots on the weekend. Um, and then I also did a coquito basket because, you know, Danny has her coquito. Christmas in July, coquito. Must be 21 or older to uh, <laughs> drink and please drink responsibly. <laughs> to all of our it. listeners. So, yeah. So thank you for coming out to our breakfast if you were there. If not, you can go to our website, link in bio. Uh, and we have pictures and a little video snippet. So that way you can have a little taste of what you're going to see in May. And follow the social media accounts. Of course. Twitter, you know, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, everything. Yeah, All we need it. to do a TikTok. Yes. I think we're due. There, There's going to be plenty of our own trailers for our little In the Heights. Yes. In Buna. 
So definitely keep track and keep watching because you'll definitely not want to miss this one. Absolutely. And let me tell you what, Kyle takes some great pictures. So you'll also be seeing some of our handsome, lovely faces with our our color headshots this year. I'm super excited. We have a cool backdrop he brought today. It's like graffiti-ish, so I'm excited to see that. Stay tuned for more. So, yeah, we we got some stuff going on, so I'm excited. Make sure everybody keeps subscribing, being a friend, telling a friend. Subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts especially. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. You can get us on Spotify, Google Podcasts. We, de- we deserve all five stars. We have standards, and Absolutely. they're five stars, and yours should be five stars. So, Nonetheless. If you have nothing nice <laughs> to say, don't say it at all. That's what my mother used to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's on period. <laughs> I mean, can we, before the show happens, like before the show closes, can we get 96,000 five-star ratings? And 96, that's our goal. There it is. Yes. 96,000 gold star ratings. All right, people, get to work. Like, share, follow, subscribe. I know. 85% of our listeners right now have iPhones, and I'm pretty sure 85% of our listeners have not left a five-star review, and we're going to keep hounding you for it. So, Just like KB will keep hounding me to get an iPhone. It's free. It's free to leave a review. Yes. Like, you don't have to pay anything. It's free to subscribe. It's free to tell your friends to subscribe. I know all y'all got phones. Just subscribe. It's that simple. It helps us out. It helps more people find the podcast. Exactly. Like, we have infiltrated the NBA. Let's infiltrate the other sports leagues. Let's infiltrate Broadway. If Playbill Store wants to be Listen, like a presenting the ultimate sponsor, goal, like. Ultimate goal is Lynn Manuel. Lynn Manuel. If you're listening, if you're listening, we love you. Papi, I- I'm here. Just come see the show. Just give us a shout out. Send a pic. Send a video. Join a Zoom. Look, I say, just I need to hear from you. We'll have free twenty coquito. minutes. Twenty minutes. We'll have coquito for you. Yep. Yes. Twenty minutes. Just and, hop on the podcast. And piraguas. No, you bring the piragua because I like how he just squirts the random piragua uh-huh. on the, the cart. Uh, Softy's ice cream. <laughs> He's mad at the kid for buying Mr. Softy, so he just kind of squirts it like here. I love yep. it. Best part of the movie. I think that's an episode. That's an episode. It is. We'll be back next week, guys. Uh, like we said, subscribe, follow on social media, and. Uh, Keep keep listening. Be a friend. Tell a friend. And get ready. May 13th to the 16th in the Heights at Union Regional High School. Thanks for coming to our Curtain Talk. Cue the blackout. Yes.